And so um, here we go. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God and the peace of God. Has anyone experienced the peace of God this morning? Amen. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and will guard your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, um, we started this series last week really talking about fear and, and anxiety. And the, the, the word here for anxious is maranao, which is two Greek words that are stuck together. Uh, the first uh, means to tear or to divide, and the second means the mind. I don't know if you've ever felt like that before, like your mind has been divided, like you feel, you know, you, you know the promises of the Lord, but at the same time, the enemy's at the, at the, at the doorstep, the enemy's at the gate, and you, you're, like, you're, you're feeling the, 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 the dividing of the mind, and so maranao is the word there for anxious. And you know, for some of us, anxiety might be something that's quite small. It might be something minor. But for others of us, it can be crippling. It can be a huge part of who we are. And um, so when we hear the words, don't be anxious about anything, it almost sounds like that's impossible, especially with, um, I don't know, you just turn on the news and you see all the things that are happening coming off the wake of a global pandemic and COVID and monkeypox and racial issues and violence in schools and hurricanes and sharks swimming down the road and all sorts of crazy stuff, economic woes, inflation and employment and the housing market and the stock market and the supermarket and the gas market, like all the things that can cause anxiety. So when we hear this, do not be anxious about anything, man, it, it, it really kind of throws, it throws me for a loop because I, you know, I want to follow the Bible to the best of my abilities. But when I read something like that, it throws me off because I'm like, I don't know if I, if I can fulfill that uh, command of scripture to do not be anxious about anything. And um, I actually found this, this passage of scripture that was written during a time of anxiety and distress. It was written during a time where um, you can just tell by, you know, you can just tell the, the author was going through some things. And so if you go to Psalms 139, check it out. It's, it's, it, he says this, he says, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. Has anyone ever felt that before? Am I the only one? If, if only you, God, would slay the wicked, away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil content. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and arbor those who are in rebellion against you? <laughs> I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. And then he goes on to say, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I'm going to read that just one more time and then we're going to pray. He says, if only you, God, if only you, God, would slay the wicked. Away from me, you who are bloodthirsty. They speak of you with evil intent. Your adversaries misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and arbor those who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them my enemies. He says, search me, God, 
and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. God, this morning we just come before you and we ask you to to search us and to know our hearts, to know our anxious thoughts. Father, we ask you to see if there is any offensive way in us, Father, and we ask you this morning to, to lead us in the way. Father, I pray that you just use your word this morning to speak to us and to transform us and to change us and to mold us and to refine us. God, God, I pray that your word will just do what it always does, Father. I pray that you use um, me as uh, just a, man, I, I'm just an imperfect vessel um, delivering your perfect word, Father. I just pray that whatever I lay forward, Father, that you'll use it to speak to everyone in their own individual way and that your, your spirit, God, we just, we just pray right now that your spirit will come into this room, Father. We pray that your spirit will just uh, be manifested through the, through the word, Father. We pray that uh, your spirit will just uncover things in our hearts, maybe that have been hidden, that have been stored away, Father. We just pray that your spirit will just come in and, and just do its thing, Father. Yeah, and we know that you're, you're standing at the door and you're knocking at our heart, Father. And I, I, just, I, just, I, I think I'm praying this with everyone here this morning, that, that we're just letting you into to our heart this morning. We're letting you into all the recesses of our heart, all the, all the dark spaces, all the, all the hidden spaces, all the, all the spots that, you know, un, you know, things that we've tossed under the bed or tossed in the closet, Father. We're, we're just saying this morning that we, we want you to come in and we want you to do your work this morning, Father. And we want your, your spirit to do his thing. And, and we are just here as um, obedient vessels for what you have for us this morning. Amen. You know, when I read this, um, this, this, this psalm, I was trying to figure out exactly when in his life King David wrote the psalm. Um, you know, King David was a man after God's own heart. He was a man who had experienced lots of victories he defeated Goliath. He killed uh, a bunch of Philistines, which is pretty cool. He, he, he was a psalm writer and song, song singer. He was a man who was anointed by the Holy Spirit. And even from a very young age, the prophet Samuel saw that he had something special on his life. You know, Like uh, when the prophet Samuel came to his father's house, he, he looked at all the other sons and he's like, not you, not you, not you, not you. It's not, it's not you, but, 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 but you know, man looks at out, outward appearances, but God looks at the heart. And so he, he saw that there was something special with David. And so I was trying to figure out when exactly in his life he, he penned these words. And I, I kind of searched all over to see if I could find any type of general consensus. At first I thought perhaps um, he wrote this when he was a teenager. Perhaps he wrote this when he was emotionally unstable. Does anyone have any te- teenagers in the house? Raise your hand. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Perhaps he wrote this when he was emotionally unstable. Perhaps he, he wrote this right after he, he um, defeated uh, Goliath or right before he fought Goliath. And he, he's just speaking of his enemies and speaking of his adversaries and speaking of, of how evil they are. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, but perhaps he wrote it then. Per, perhaps I thought maybe he, he wrote it maybe when he, a little bit later in his life, when King Saul was trying to kill him and he was on the run and he was hiding in the mountains and in the rocks and in the caves. Or perhaps he wrote this even later in his life when his son was trying to overthrow his kingdom and his enemies were at the gates, 
You look at his words here and it's like, slay them. They're bloodthirsty. They're evil. They're my adversaries. I hate them just like you do. Um, But the truth is, I could not find a general consensus of when people think that uh, King David wrote this psalm. And um, so we don't really know when he penned it, but we simply know that he penned it during a time of turmoil. He he penned it during a time of anxiety. He penned it during a time of worry. And he penned it during a time of, of maybe even a time of doubt. And I just, I'm, as, I'm, as I'm reading this, I can't help to think that, man, again, we live in a crazy world, don't we? We live in a world where um, things can be out of control, and we live in a world of, uh, of chaos and turmoil. And uh, I don't know, I, if, 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 if you're reading this, and maybe you're here this morning, you felt the pressure of the world around you, perhaps these words that David penned so many years ago can speak life to you today. Does anyone feeling pressure? Anyone feeling maranao, the, 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 the draw of the tearing of the mind, feeling one way, being drawn the other way? Anyone feeling anxiety this morning? Anyone nervous about what's going to be happening in the world this week? I mean, we look at it, and I feel like the words that he wrote so many years ago are beneficial for us today. And so you can almost see in the scripture that there's a, that there's a turning point between uh, verses 19 and 22 and into verse 23. From verses 19 to 22, it seems like the focus is outward. He's like, slay them, they're bloodthirsty, they're evil, they're my adversaries, I hate them like you do, it's outward. But then as we move into verse 23... It seems like his focus becomes inward. He says, search me, God. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. If you go into verse 24, it says, see if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So look at that. He says, search me. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. There's, there's, there, there's, this, there's this change here that goes from being outwardly focused, the things that are happening around him, the things, the anxieties that are happening around him, to being inwardly focused. And I think there comes a point in our life where I think we have to realize that you can't always control your outward circumstances. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, the car is going to break down. The kids are going to misbehave. Uh, the, 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 the guitar player is going to play the wrong note. The, you know, whatever it might be. Like, you can't always, you can't always control your outward. Sorry, Pastor Ray, you were playing perfectly. You can't always control your outward circumstances, but you can, respond, but you can control the way that you respond to them. Right? I, like we, we can't control that there was a global pandemic, right? We, we, we can't control the things that are happening with the stock market, what's happening at the supermarket. Well, I'm, I'm driving to Minnesota today, oh my goodness. We can't control the gas prices. We can't control uh, the hurricane that happened down in Florida, but we can control our response to them. So you see, he's, he's, he's kind of freaking out about the things that are happening, but then his, his emphasis from going outwardly focused goes inwardly focused. Are you guys with me this morning? goes outwardly focused to inwardly focused. 
And he says, and he's like, listen, God, search me and know my heart. Can you guys say, search me and know my heart? Man, that's that who, who, man. That, that, I feel like that, that, that's, a, that's an interesting statement. That's an interesting prayer. That's an interesting thing for him to say, search me. Search me. It's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of maybe even a, a scary thing, isn't it? Like it's, 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 it's like almost like this, this statement, search me, God. It's like this, it's the statement of humility, right? It's the statement of surrender. It's this prayer of faith, search me, God. I mean, sometimes there's things in our lives that, that we know are there. You know what I mean? Like some of us, like we were, we're sinning and we know about it. You know, some of us have a problem with our language and we know about it. Some of us, uh, we watch things that we shouldn't and we know about it. Some of us are in, you know, maybe we're abusive to, and we know about, you guys know what I'm talking about? Like there are certain things in our life where it's like, yeah, I, I know that I'm living in sin. I know that I've missed the mark, right? That's a big prayer to pray. Search me, God. God, I know it's here. I'm just going to tell you, I already know that it's here. And I'm praying right now. I, I know that it's here, and I'm asking you to search me. God, I know that I've been messing up. I know that I've been doing bad. And God, at the same time, God, I want you to search me. God, I know that I've been bad to my wife. I know that I've been yelling at her and telling her to clean the house. And I've been telling her to make, you know, whatever. I know, I know, I know. And at the same time, God, I'm asking you to search me. God, I know that I've been treating people poorly. I know that I've been talking to people poorly. I know that I've been saying things. I I, I know, but at the same time, God, I'm asking you to search me. It's a, it's, it's a statement of surrender. It's a statement of humility. It's a statement of faith. God, search me. S- sometimes we know exactly what the Lord is pricking our heart about. Sometimes we know exactly. But sometimes there are things in our lives that we don't even know are there. Have you ever been there before? It's like you don't even know are there. My, my mom was such a, is, is, she is, let me refresh, she is such a loving lady. And um, so grew up in Minnesota, have five sisters. My mom is super, super loving. And when I was in college, I was homeschooled all the way through. Praise the Lord for all the homeschoolers. Yeah, homeschooled all the way through. Yes, thank you, Andrew. Uh, through it, Chase, yeah, homeschooled. Okay, um, so when, um, when, I, when I went to college, my mom was still, she kind of had that, motherly connection with me, and uh, she, um, she'd pack my lunch every day. I was like, oh, thanks, Mom. That's so nice of you. And um, I'd, half the time, I'd just take the sandwich. As soon as I drove out of the, drove out of the driveway, we led out in the country, i just toss the sandwich out the window. All right? Yeah, whatever. Okay, who cares? Mom, hopefully you're not listening, okay? i just toss the sandwich out the window. Well, one day, uh, instead of tossing it out the window when I left... I tossed it under my 1990 uh, Geo Metro. I just tossed it right under the seat, the passenger seat. And um, I forgot it was there. And, <laughs> and um, I, it was several months later, um, one of my friends, it was, a, it, was one of the, it was the hatchback, so it was a two-door, two-door Geo Metro. It was like a four, 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 it was like a three-cylinder, four-speed, I don't know. I'm not a car person. One of my friends went to go jump in it, and he found the, the ham sandwich 
Uh, he's like, what is this? And it, was, it, had, it had grown, and it was all underneath uh, my, the driver's seat, and it was amazing. And, um, you know, sometimes um, we, might, we might not even know the things that are growing under the driver's seat or the passenger seat. And some, so sometimes when we ask God to search us, we know exactly what he's asking, what exactly what we're, what we're offering to him. But other times when God searches us, he might uncover things that, I mean, you think about it. In scripture, it says this in Jeremiah chapter 17, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? This is what it says in the New King James. It says is that the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. There's a little note there that says incurably sick. Who can know it? You thought about that? Like even if you're in your right mind, even if you think you know everything there is to know about you, your heart can be deceptive. There can be things that are underneath uh, the seat. (laughs) There can be things that are just right underneath the surface that you've buried away. It could be hurt that you've buried away. It could be anger that you've buried away. It could be abuse that you've buried away. And so when you say, God, search me, man, it is a prayer. It is a prayer. It is a statement of faith. It's a statement of humility it's a statement of, of God, I, just complete surrender. God, search me. God, search me. The heart is deceitful and desperately wicked. You know, the beautiful thing about when, man, when we, when we come to the Lord, is that even if there are things there that are, that are growing underneath the surface, even if there are things that, are, that seem incurable, did, did you know this morning that, that our God is the great physician? He's the great physician. He's the great physician. Like, we, we can come to him, and we can bring him our garbage. We can come to him, and we can bring him our hurt. We can come to him, and we can bring him our, um, our sadness. We can come to him, and we can bring him all the things that have been boiling under this. We serve the great physician. In fact, there was a time in Scripture where it says that Jesus was eating with tax collectors and sinners. And it said that the religious people came up and they're like, hey, well, what are you doing here? What's going on? I can't believe that he's doing this. And Jesus said, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but it's the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but I've come to call the right. The, I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Like we serve the great physician this morning. Like we serve a God who is known as the, 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 the great physician. He is known as the counselor the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, right? So if you have these things that have been going on and happening in your heart, I want to encourage you, you're in the right place. Like, you're not in a courtroom this morning. You're not in a court, like, like you're not in here and people aren't going to be judging. You, you are, like, literally in, in, in the hospital this morning where you can come. Yeah, you can find healing. You can find restoration. You can find hope. You can find joy. You can find mercy because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is here this morning. Amen? Search me, God. Search me and, and know my heart. Man, it's, it's like, uh, like, it's like, like know my heart. Search me and know my heart. But then he says this. He says, he says, not only search me, but he says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. 
You know, I kind of wish that, 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 he that the scripture would have just stopped there. Search me and know my heart. Just search me. If you find something there, cool. Just heal me. If you heal me, I, that, that's perfect. I, I would be fine with just the, the searching and the healing. Anyone else? The search, how many of you guys want to just be searched and healed? Raise your hand. How many of you guys just want to be searched and healed? Can I get a one? Can I get a two? Yeah. Searched and healed this one. Search me and heal me. Search me and know my heart. But he, he has to take it a step further. And he says, he says, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Test me. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. It's weird that, that David would say this, that he would ask God to test him while it appears that he's already in a test. He's already saying, listen, my enemies are about me. My enemies, I want them slayed. My enemies, I want them killed. My enemies, I hate them. I'm already in a test. And in a test, he said, test me. I paid a lot of money for a college degree. Probably too much money. And I look back and I think, man, I would have loved to go to college and not take any tests. Wouldn't that have been great? You just go, you just sleep during class, you, you know, go to the cafeteria and eat the cafeteria, unlimited pop at the cafeteria. You just walk around and talk to, the, talk to your friends and stay up late. I would have loved to go to college and not have to take any tests. But testing, man, there's something interesting about testing. Testing proves knowledge. And, tests, and testing promotes growth. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. Maranao, the, the, to tear or to divide the mind. Mer, no, no, it's, it's interesting. This, this word anxious here is not maranao. But it's the Hebrew word for anxiety. Which is serapim. Which means disquieting Thoughts, disquieting thoughts. Search me and know my heart. Test me and know my disquieting thoughts. Think about it. What, what are the things um, that, uh, the things in your life that keep you awake? What are the things in your life that, that cause you to worry? What are your things in your life that divide your mind. Search me and know my disquieting thoughts. Like when I'm, when, when, when I'm just having a great time and suddenly that thought comes in my mind that can just throw my day off. Know my disquieting thoughts. Search me. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious, disquieting thoughts. And then he goes on to say, lead me. I like that, that, that there's, like, there's, like a, there's, like a, there's like a movement here. So he says, listen, first of all, I want you to search me. After you search me, I want you to test me. After you test me, I want you to lead me. Can you guys say search, test, lead? Search, test, lead. Yes, so I want you to search me. 
I want you to test me. I want you to lead me. Now, if you realize what happens in his anxiety, in his situation that he's in, he isn't just sitting in the same spot and just going over the same thing over and over and over again. He's not just on a wheel, on a hamster wheel that's just, oh, here I am, here I am, here I am, here I am, in my anxiety, in my worry, in my depression, in my hurt, in my pain. I'm not just, it's not, but he's like, hey, listen, God, I want you to search me. I want you to search what I have in my heart. I want you to test me, and then I want you to lead me. I want to get out of this thing. I want to grow. I want to move. I want to be in a different spot than I was before. And I think God today, through the power of his spirit, is speaking to us, and, and he's, he's standing at the door, and he's knocking. He's standing at the door, and he's saying, listen, I want to come in, and I want to, I want to search you. I want to test you, and I want to lead you. Worship team can come back up. I want to search you, and I want to test you, and I want to lead you. I want to search you, I want to test you, and I want to lead you. Listen, I don't want you to be stuck in the same thing over and over and over again. Do not be conformed any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I want to search you. I want to test you. I want to lead you. God, know my anxious heart. God, know my heart. Know my anxious thoughts. God, I know that you're standing at the door of my heart. And God, today, I'm opening my heart. I'm opening the door to you. Come in to the dark recesses of my heart, Father. I just pray this morning that you, that you come in and that you heal me. We come against the... Uh, anxiety that's there. We come against the worry that's there. We come against the, the hopelessness that's there, Father. And we just acknowledge this morning that you are the great physician. You are the counselor. You're the Prince of Peace. You search us and you know us. You're before us. You're behind us. You have encompassed. You have uh, encompassed us like Mount Zion. Where can we hide and where can we flee from your presence? If we go to the mountains, you're there. If we go down into the valley, you're there. You knit us together while we were still in our mother's womb. Fearfully and wonderfully made. Even when the enemy is at the gates. Even when worry and doubt and anxiety are waiting at the door, Father. We know that you're there and that you love us. God, search us. Know our hearts. Test us. And know our anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in us. And lead us in the way everlasting.